my notes. Oh, weird. Hey, I'm alive. You know what it is? I'm not like closing the window properly or something. But basically, I sent you, I, I rebuilt some links for the show notes today. That shit always stressed me out. I still I didn't lose all my notes, which is good. But basically, there was like when I go, oh, Justin Medeiros first showed up on your Instagram account 24 weeks ago, and then bam, I had those links set up for you. Or holy cow, I can't believe the transformation your body's gone in in six years. And there's like a before and after picture. And I, I crazy, <laughs> but I sent you all those links or are you a tier athlete? Those are all questions I'm going to ask her. Okay. And then I resent you the links in a second email. Sorry. Yeah. No, no and worries. My, and then my coffee right. machine needed to be rescaled this morning, <laughs> oh. but you know, it's cool when that happens. I still have strong coffee. Oh, nice. shit, you just put a scoop and add hot water. So ready to rock after that. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to share with you something that you can carry with you your entire life. Listen up. Ready? Free of charge. My mom taught me this as a little boy, and now I'm passing it on to you. Good morning, Jamal. Good morning. Ellie Smith does seem like Ellie Smith. Ellie Turner does seem like a really good dude. When someone calls you and they say, hello, may I speak with uh, Jody Lynn? Jody Lynn and soccer mom aren't the same person. No. Holy shit. I'm I am a mess. <laughs> Jody Lynn's the one in the cabinet shop in Connecticut. Correct. Wow, I am a jackass. When someone calls your house and says, Hi, uh, may I speak to Jody Lynn? First of all, uh your response isn't um speaking, or your response is may I ask who's calling? Or you can say, Hey dumb fuck. Didn't your mom teach you that you never call someone's house and just ask for someone? You always announce yourself first. Did you not have a mom? <laughs> Even a woman who works at a brothel knows to do that. Hi, I'm Big Susie. What's your name? <laughs> Even she knows. Even Big Susie. What is wrong with you? Anyway, there's so many scams out there. Hi, Ellie. Hello. There's, Hi, Ellie. there's so many scams out there right now. Someone's trying to get into my PayPal account, and then they text me on the side, and they're like, hi, is this Sevon? They're crafty, too. They are smart. I always say, hey, I'm going to show my husband this, and he works for the FBI. <laughs> Instead of pounding my ass tonight, he's going to come find you. <laughs> Guess what he's going to do? <laughs> Investigate. Yeah, do not respond to anybody. No, Amazon's not calling you and being like, oh, but we have a, a, a weird charge on your phone for an iPhone 14. Did you buy it? Just hang up on that person. Or if your husband is Nicky Rod, send him over. Ask for the dress and send Nicky Rod over. Anyone scamming you, Ellie, besides me? Getting you on this uh, podcast? Anyone besides that? No, no one Yeah, I, I feel like they try and scam the older people. <laughs> that's true. That's we're true. off to a rough start they 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 oh. know where to they know where to like aim their targets listen right. listen uh jamal that part where you said jody lynn's a good dude and i said she is a good dude i i'm back out jury's out where is that <laughs> where is it ellie's no no let's let's wait till yeah, the show's over you. the old people <laughs> sweat that made me start sweating <laughs> Got them worked up already. Um, are so you stop. are you in um, Australia or are you in Washington? Neither, actually. I'm in uh, Squamish, Canada. 
Oh, what's up there? Um, not the US, which I have to be out of at the moment because I'm getting a US visa. Okay. So I can be anywhere in the world apart from America. Uh, some sort of like dance you have to do for uh, legal reasons. Yeah. How how does that work? Six months in, six uh, three days out, or what is that? Um, you can do that if you've got like it's called an Esther, um, and I've done that pretty much all year. But they've pretty much told me that I can't keep sort of abusing the system and like coming in for three months, leaving for a couple of days, coming in for three months. You so rebel. I've had to go and get a like a more permanent visa. Um, which hopefully after this process is complete, I'll have like three years. Um, any fear that you would leave this time and then there would be some sort of hiccup? Well, uh, there's three L's in your name on this paperwork. We have to start everything over again. Uh, you'll have to, you'll be stuck in Canada for four years now. Oh yeah. I was, I'm still like very nervous about it. There's already been quite a few hiccups. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, pretty much I started doing the process by myself and then realized that that was going to be more of a possibility if I did it myself. So I ended up paying money and getting a lawyer because um, they, they do this all the time and like they know exactly what to say because a lot of the questions and the things you have to fill in, there's like a right and a wrong answer, even though there's not like they're looking for specific things that you say. So um yeah, I chose, I was just like, stuff it. I'm just going to get a lawyer and make this process quicker and easier. Um, more expensive, obviously, but it's it's worth it if I can get back in. Uh, um, your boyfriend will pay for it. I swear he will. I swear he will. <laughs> he got a little cash. Uh, <laughs> I swear he will pay for it. Well, I'm yet to get him to pay for anything, so... He's definitely going to pay for this one. He's going to one way or another, he's going to pay for this one. Okay. You keep on him then. Why um why uh Squamish? Why who's up there? Um one of our coaches, uh Jesse lives up here. So oh, he's okay. been Yeah, he's been kind enough to let me stay and um it's been good because a few of the things that I need to work on, I've been able to get a lot more time with him to work on those things. Um so it's been really good. So you're not up there like kicking yourself like, oh, this is a waste of time. You're like, okay, this no. is good. No, no, we're definitely using the time very wisely. I'm looking for a picture of him. I, I know I saw one. Yeah, there's there should be a few. You're like, oh, my God, everything happens for a reason. You're like your typical 20-year-old uh, girl. Look, I'm yeah. trying to get her back. I'm trying to get her back for that old comment. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Oh, my good. God, everything good. happens for a reason. I came up here so I could train with Jesse. Yeah. No exactly. shit. Everything happens for a reason. Oh, I I see Jesse. Okay, I see him. I see him. I see him. Let's see if I can beat Matt to the punch. Bam. Yeah. Oh. Hey, he looks Canadian. He looks Canadian. Yeah. Take yeah. that how you want, Jesse. You look Canadian. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a, he's a very good guy. Um, isn't he the strength guy? Isn't that kind of like the last thing you need? Aren't like, I mean, I just watched uh, Justin on talking elite fitness. say you're the best squatter he's ever seen. Um, yeah, he is the strength guy, but that he also works on like, there's obviously a lot more to just like being strong in like the overarching picture. And I think a lot of like my, 
little muscles get um, overlooked because my bigger muscles take over. So we're really trying to like work to redefine those and like activate everything properly. And um, I'm typically not the best deadlifter. I don't, I love squatting, hate deadlifting. So we're really trying to peel that back and um, get that more efficient as well. Uh, let's dig in there. Um, you don't like that movement or you feel some pain or you're scared of it or what about deadlifting don't you like? Uh, I just, I'm not very good at it. I, I'm just like way more uh, biased towards the squat. Like my deadlift and squat is roughly like there's not much difference in between, which shouldn't be the case. Um, I don't get pain, anything like that. I just fatigue in a deadlift way quicker than I would in a squat. It's like, a, it's, it's interesting too, because like, I, I would think that most people prefer deadlift just because it's kind you're, it's kind of lazy. It's a lazy movement compared to the squat. By that, I mean, the assault bike is so much better than running because you get to sit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get Debatable. to sit. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? I mean, I, go ahead. I've got a long torso and short legs. So like genetically predisposed probably more towards a squatter than a deadlifter. Cause like when I deadlift, I obviously have to, the weight is like way out from me because my torso is long. So I have to like, it, I don't know. There's something about it that just, it's just feels wrong. So it's we're not, trying to like work on that. How about your arms? Do you have these arms or do you have the, the monkey <laughs> arms? Uh, no, I've got, sh I got short little arms. All right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. God, I wish I was a better squatter. Short, stumpy arms. Um, when did you, how old are you? I'm 24. And when did you realize you were um, strong? Uh, it's only been since uh, like CrossFit, uh, which has been like five years. I started CrossFit in July of 2017. And from then I've probably put on, over that 70 pounds? Se 70. Yeah. Mm. Seven zero. Yeah. So you were you you're a hundred and fifty pound woman who was eighty pounds? Yeah. Wow. So I uh, there's a picture uh, this is that eighty pound you? Uh no, that was like eighty three pound oh, you. I <laughs> no, that was sort of like uh, when I'd started like exercising a little bit more again, but yeah, I, before that I was like pretty slender and I've, I've always been a pretty built muscular person. I've always been into sports and I was working very hard to like try and be little and, um, yeah, it's just not me. So then when I found CrossFit, I was like, ah, oh, this, this makes sense. Like, this is what I was meant to do. Um, and so I just started like, you know, eating a little bit more and training regularly and the muscle just like piled on and I'm someone that doesn't struggle to put muscle on. Like I have to be careful because like I can get pretty muscular and, um, so yeah, it, it, like, obviously there was a lot of hard work and there was a lot of like force feeding to start with and, um, working really hard, but yeah, it. Over the five years, I've slowly just put more and more strength on. And, um, yeah, I'd say now I'd 
that's probably one of my strengths is like the way that I can move some weight. Um, was your, did you have un, unhealthy, unhealthy skinny? Like I'm hearing yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Um, it throwing up shit. No, no, but just like, I will not eat. Yeah. And, uh, other stuff too, like before you go to bed, like 500 sit-ups or ridiculous running or shit like that. I mean, it was definitely a disordered, uh, way of life. Uh, tell me something. Tell me something crazy you used to do. I used to have this neighbor, this girl. She was cool, but uh, she was so skinny. It was in college. I'd be like, what are you doing? She's like, I ate. And I'm like, and I'd be looking out my window of my house. And, and she's like, I'm like, what do you mean you ate? She's like, I have to do 500 sit-ups and run five miles now. I was like, wow. Okay, I'm going to take a bong rip. I'll see you later. <laughs> it was like. Yeah. No, to, to be honest, I, uh, I, there was probably a lot of, crazy things that I did I've sort of blocked it that part of my life like out of my memory at this time um and I'm just like focusing on every step forward in CrossFit and I think there'll be a time when I'm ready to share a little bit more about that but at the moment I'm sort of just like let's focus on CrossFit let's focus on this goal at hand and like doing the best I can in hopefully winning the games and then um yeah I think I'll share my story a little bit more um, over the next few years. Is there, by the way, you handled that fantastically. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> is there um, any part of, is the new, or is the new Ellie and the old Ellie, is it fair to call them that? Are they two different people? Oh, com- completely. I think there's obviously always overlap. I think the same person that got me to that point, uh, is the same person that's driven to get me to win the games. I, I think they're the same person, but I'm just using my like mental fortitude in a very different way. Um, yeah, that's you now. Yeah. The letter X. Thick thighs. <laughs> hey, do you know Benny Watson? Mm. I do very well. Is, that's a boy or a girl? A boy. Boy, yeah. You must be like, thank you, Benny. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Mean, he's that, he's a great photographer. That is such a great picture. And what are you looking at? You're looking at Justin in the stands? Hey, cutie. Oh, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> it's exactly what I was focused on in the middle of that event. Uh the 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 tear shoes you're wearing there, tear am I pronouncing that right? And they just came on like gangbusters. Oh, God, look at your body there. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. It is. It's it's been a lot of hard work. I mean, like every photo I put up now, there's always juicing comments, which I think is like. I get those too. Yeah, (laughs) I bet. He hates um, it. He hates it. <laughs> you don't look like you're juicing in the slightest, by yeah, the way. I mean, no, not at all. I don't see that. Where's that vein on your forehead? <laughs> yeah. Facial hair. Look um, very healthy. Which I think is a compliment to the hard work that we put in as CrossFit female athletes, particularly that like people think we're juicing and it's like, no, this is, this is just hard work. Like we've, it takes a lot of time. And I think, 
if a lot of people will try and get to this point and it's they can't because there's so many elements to it than just like working out and eating lots like um but yeah it takes it definitely like the first few comments I was like a little bit hurt by and then you just sort of get used to it and you do you do get used to it yeah like you do you get more comfortable accepting the comments I mean they never feel good um especially if it's like a real dig at something you're already insecure about but you know that these people are literally probably like old overweight men sitting at their old. yeah oh. no but you're 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 100 right any type of person just can't fathom the hard work that goes into that most normal yeah. people can't so they yeah. think to themselves well there's no way i could do this there must be yeah. something else there has yeah. to be something else because otherwise they're just left with their own excuses as to why they're not putting in the work yeah it's exactly. easier just to accuse mm-hmm uh, what did your what did your do you have any idea what your caloric intake went from? Um, we had Danielle on here one time, Brandon, and she said she was uh, restricting herself to twelve hundred calories a day. And she had an assault bike incident where her coach is like, basically, she turned off while riding the assault bike, and her coach is like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Um. Look, I I probably. I, I don't like to talk numbers because obviously it's like a comparable thing mm-hmm. and I don't want, you know, there's probably girls out there that are suffering just as bad as I was. Um, and I know that when you're in that is you, you hold on to numbers and you're like, Oh, okay. Fair. Like, but um, it was very little. It was not healthy at all. Like I would never recommend nor wish it on anyone. Um, and it it, to, it gets to a point where it's not actually in your, like it's not in your control, like it's a mental illness. Um, so, but yeah, now I am eating 3,000 plus cows a day, um, all the carbs. And like I notice if I have a day where I don't eat enough, don't drink enough, don't sleep enough, like that next week I'm going to feel it. So um, it's not worth to me now impacting like my goal of trying to win the CrossFit games is so strong that like nothing is worth like getting in the way of that and I know that's that's just what I have to do it's just part of the job god you've really landed where you're supposed to land yeah I I feel I know uh last year at the games it was my rookie year and there was a lot of hurdles to jump through to get there um with COVID and getting in and out of Australia and just traveling by myself for the first time, having no family and friends there. Like it, it was, it was really hard. Um, but then I like stepped out on the floor for the first time and I was like, Hmm, this is where I'm meant to be. Like, this is what I was meant to do. Um, and I just had like this overarching sense of like, yeah, this, this is my path. Like this is definitely my passion. And I think, even if I wasn't competing at the level I was, I would still be training the same way because I love it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just like really happy and content with the where I have ended up and the opportunities that I've like created for myself. Um, when you win the CrossFit Games, you're gonna cry. Am I? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I know I, my family probably would. Yeah, you're you're so there's going to be a release valve. No one stand next to where you could get injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you 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 might be right. Um, you're so calm, but I I crazy feel your intensity and in, in the in the seriousness of uh maybe serious isn't the right word. I will stick with serious. The seriousness of all the words and statements. You yeah, say. I, I'd say I'm like I've got a bit of both. Like I like to have fun and I'm pretty easygoing, but then, you know, there's always a pretty focused, intense side, especially when training is related. Um, do you um do do you see any? Uh, well, let me go back a little bit. Uh, tw- twenty four weeks ago, uh, from what I could tell, uh, Justin Medeiros, the two times CrossFit Games champion, popped up on your Instagram for the first time. Um, separated by Chris Hinshaw. What the yeah. fuck he's doing in the picture? Chris, get yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Just straight cock blocking. Uh, so um, d- now now that you know him and you ha- you have this um, intimate training environment with him, um, is are there any things that you notice and similarities between the two of you? I haven't picked up any – there's an intensity to Justin sometimes when I ask him questions. Like he'll, you, I can see the brick wall go up. Like what's your mile t- – no, nothing heavy. Like, you know, uh, did your parents beat you? But like what's your mile <laughs> time? And it's just all of a sudden it's like he just changes. Like none of your fucking yeah. business. Yeah, he gets serious then. Yeah, he gets serious. Um, is there anything – but I never noticed uh, – um, I can't sense that he has a chip on his shoulder or that he's trying to prove something to someone, which I get from a lot of really successful people, and I already picked that up from you. Like you're going to mm-hmm. show the world something. You're like, okay, hold, hold my beer for a few years while I handle my business out here. Um, do you know what drives him or, or do, you, do you see similarities? And what drives you guys? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, um, I mean, I think he's got a very good internal motivation. Like a lot of people try and use external factors to motivate them and like get them to where they want to go. But I don't think you can fake having like internal drive and like the want and the competitiveness you need to win. Um, And I think you saw that. 100% uh, at the games this year, like I could just tell um, from the moment that he like lunged past Ricky in um, up and over event, um, there was just like, there was just no stopping him. Like he's just got that like competitive, like internal drive to just be like, I'm going to win this because like no one else is getting in my way. Um, and I think we are similar in that way in the sense of like, we don't need external things to push us if like, obviously it helps. And that's why we're, and we started training together was it definitely like adds another element, but we both got to the games by ourselves training by ourselves. So we don't need it, but it's just like that little icing on top. Um, Is the, uh, you bring up an interesting point um internal versus external motivation is the motivation to be when you want it to be thin is that like an external motivation and the in the desire to win the crossfit games is an internal motivation um no i think they're no. both internally driven okay like it wasn't my intention 
to be thin. It was more of just like that's what my head was telling me that I was going to do. And so, like, when I set my mind to something, there's very little things that will stop me. Like, I can be very persistent and very, like, driven in that sense. Like, if I really want something, I'll make it happen. I've never asked a female guest this. Okay, I'm a little bit nervous. Me too. I guess it's a. I guess you could say it's because I'm sexist. Everyone's been right all this time. Have you ever been to jail? No, I have not. Have you ever been? Oh, good, good. Because I always ask the dudes that, and now I'm just like, oh, I never. The girls don't get that. Like, I don't assume you guys went to jail. I just assume all all of us have been to jail at least once. No, never. I've got no criminal history. Like, I'm I'm rule follower. Not gonna lie. Um, but the, before the games last year, when I got to the U S I got put in a cell, like I got taken back, like secondary, secondary. Yeah, no, but it was like, I was put in a cell at the airport at the airport. Yeah. They're in a holding cell. (laughs) They took my phone and my passport. I was in this tiny little room. They brought in like all my suitcases and everything like went through literally every garment of clothing with like a fine tooth comb. Um, and I was in there for like a couple hours, missed all my connecting flights, couldn't contact anyone. This was my first time traveling by myself. Oh, I was like, I don't want to be here. Like, send me what, back. Si- what city was that? What city was that? San Francisco. Oh, and I got like another customs officer and he came in and he's like, um, after the process was all done, like the most stress I've ever been in. He came in and he was like, I'm sorry, this must be a mix up. Like, I don't know why you're back here. And then I was on my way. I was like, this was a traumatizing event. Now, every time I see a customs officer, I get like freaking PTSD. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I want to throw up. That's crazy. Yeah. I was like, you're, that was my first like impression of America. That was your first time you just landed in where did you were coming from Sydney to San Francisco? Yeah. Maybe <sighs> Melbourne, actually. One of them. It must be a mix up. Yeah. I don't know whether the guy um I was told after, like since working with this lawyer for my visa, she was like, I don't know why that happened to you, but I know that it's like one of the things they can like pin you for is drugs. And I don't know whether I had like a uh, like a tank top on and I don't know whether he like saw my muscles and was like, oh, she must be taking drugs. Let's get her. Um, I went into Canada one time, uh, a bunch of times. I've been stopped in secondary going in there so many times. But we were visiting – this is in 2008. We were visiting the first CrossFit Games champion, James Fitzgerald. And they stopped uh, – Carrie Peterson and I and took us into secondary. And they must have asked us. 50 times where the steroids are. Really? Like, wow. Really? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I was only 34 then. Mm. I was only 34 then. 35. Right. Where's the yeah. steroids? I'm like, what steroids? We, we hey, and you know, what's funny. It was just Carrie and I, and then a shitload of Muslim women. And, and there, there was some oil convention there. Canada, I guess that, you know, they got a lot of oil. So they were having some oil convention there and it was just tons of dudes in three piece suits just flying through customs. And it was myself and Carrie and like probably 50 Muslim women, like, like the, I yeah. don't know if they're Muslim, but they had the ninja outfits on. It was yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I could hear oh, uh, uh, Carrie's lady yelling at him. 
Didn't I ask you if you were bringing any food? And she's holding a bag of broccoli. <laughs> Didn't I ask you? Do you not take this serious? Yeah. That's the thing is that when they're panning you like that and you just like panic, you're like, I don't, I don't like, it's yeah. hard to answer the questions. Like, yeah. I, I just, as soon as they started yelling at Carrie, I dropped my pants and spread my butt cheeks just as an involuntary <laughs> reaction. Search me, search me. Assume the position immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably from some childhood trauma or something I was acting <laughs> out. Yeah. It was crazy. And those, it's, it's so stereotypical too, the people who are doing it to you. Like the guys and the women, they look just like the ones in the movies. It's yeah. like, oh, oh, stereotypes are right. Yeah. And like, oh, you this, do have that haircut. I, I'd only experienced America through movies. So like I had all these like ideas of what it was going to be like. And I was like, yep, this, this fits the box. Like this is exactly what I thought. Get me out. If this is like, yeah, if everything that I've seen in movies is true. I don't want a part of it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I hear you. Um, so well, the good news is it's probably only been uphill from there. You just came in on a real yeah. low. Yeah. I mean, every, the first year I experienced like, every possible worst case scenario. So now like this year I had so much fun because I was like, Oh, this is what it's like. You're and in a good great. spot. You're in a yeah. good spot too. Yeah. San no, Francisco is probably the worst place in the country. And now you're like in one of the better places in the country, you know, just outside of, well, you're just outside of Zombieville. <laughs> Have you been to Portland? Yeah. 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 They've got some good coffee there. They do. Yeah. Where do you know what a hazmat suit is? Do you know what astronauts wear? Like those giant suits. Yeah. If you go to Portland, put one of those on. You yeah. didn't see all the zombies there. What is well, no? No. Oh, like okay. Yeah. Just all the people on the streets. Just yeah, all the drug addicts. I just did. by the shitloads yeah. everywhere. It's, it's very sad. Yeah. Do you guys have that in Australia? Do you guys have a? I think we have more homeless people than you have people. Yeah, I I thought we had homeless people like. Justin actually asked me that like one of the first days I was here and I was like, yeah, we have homeless people. And then he showed me like we went past the street um, and I was like, uh, actually, I don't think we do because we don't like nothing. Like, like you might see a person here and there laying in like on the sidewalk somewhere, but like it's nothing compared to what you guys have over here. Like, yeah, I was blown away. It wasn't like this uh, 20 years ago. Like all of a sudden we just turned into India. It's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Except in what? India, their, their homeless people are truly are the poor. Our homeless people are, they're just straight up drug addicts that they, they just, yeah. they just went off the deep end with drugs. I actually went down a street in Vancouver, Canada uh -huh. the other uh -huh. day. Big drove problem down there. It, and I like wanted to be sick. Like it was, it was crazy. It was like, yeah, it was so bad. It took my breath away. Like I was like, oh my God, how is this real life? You're like a hundred burpees don't sound so bad anymore. Yeah. It's like my problems do not sound bad anymore. When, when do you come back from Squamish and where do you go? Um, it really depends on when I can get my visa. I have an appointment for an interview in a couple of weeks. Oh, um, wow. So this is okay. It's not like yeah. tomorrow. No, I wish it's usually it takes like months and months to get an interview, but I managed to, I've been like going to the embassy and like pest, just like sitting there and just like pestering them. Um, and so I've got an interview and then they have like 
a few days, I think it was like a week or two to like process it and actually like um, make the visa and then I'll get my passport back and then I can come back in. All going to plan. So if your interview is not for another um, two weeks, what, so, sorry for this ignorant no, question. Are you going uh, to Rogue? Yes, I am. But isn't that that's oh, so that's going to be tight that we're it's coming up against. Tight. But you're hopeful. Yeah, I'm going to be there. You are okay. Sorry, sorry. You are going to be there. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Stop that. Stop that. Yeah. Nonsense. No questioning it. Yeah. Nope. And then and then um, and how long have you been up there? Um, I've been up here since the start of like 30th of August. I flew in, so it was like almost a month. I kind of remember what it's in. I kind of remember what it's like to be 24. Are you like just crazy missing Justin? Like I remember being 24. Like you have like lots of passion and like, like you're giddy. You're like I a little kid still. Been, like, are you just dying to just see him and just grab him? I, I think it's been hard because we literally from the day that um, we met in Vancouver, Washington, um, I was like, living under the same roof as him, obviously with um, the our two housemates that we stayed with. Um, and we literally did everything together. Like I didn't have a car, so we'd drive to the gym together, obviously work out all day together. We would like in the same house. Um, so like it's been really weird being apart because it's like we literally did everything together. Um, so that's definitely taken some like adjust adjusting to. Uh, Your Honor, the witness is not answering the question. She's being hostile. <laughs> but yes, I do miss him. You, you, like a lot, like Giddy miss him. Like like you when you're doodling on paper, you're writing his name and shit, or like, <laughs> or as you're doing I'm, like thrusters, you're like J U S. I'm not gonna get his tat his name tattooed across my forehead. If that's no, okay. <laughs> I just remember being at that age, and it's like like when, once you just you, you you're in that mode, like you just can't. You just can't stop thinking about the person. Can't turn it off. Yeah. When did you? When? I've got my focus. I think we've both put our energy into focusing on preparing for Rogue. Okay. I think that's definitely been helpful to take our minds off of it. When did you feel the spark? When did you know you liked him? Um, I don't know if there was like three years any- ago. <laughs> just she has a, a ten. She has a ten-page plan. Yeah. Plan of execution. This no, is, but usually there's is, a moment you're there every yeah, day together. Page and five stuff. of ten. Um, oh, you're I only on page five of ten. We haven't yeah, seen. No, yeah, I like that. There's I like still that. way more to go. I'm I like freaking. That. Yeah, got it yes. all laid out. Um, no, I think like I just right from the get-go we were really comfortable around each other, um, and we got along straight away. And so I not before you went to Vancouver. No. I'm going to ask you nope. the question again. You're more than welcome to change your answer. Not before Vancouver. Not before Vancouver. No. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, okay. we didn't like, we didn't know each other very well. Like we'd met once or twice. Um, but I was just on my way back. Uh, I had been in Canada um, and I was on my way back to Australia and obviously like I have to sort of fly pretty much through there to get into like LA or San Fran to get back. Um, so the idea was to just stop in there for a week to get as much experience as I could. Um, the games last year was like my third ever like 
major competition. So I, know, I was that's just, crazy. I learned that I was yesterday. That's crazy. Soak up as much information as I could. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, just felt comfortable straight away. Um and could just be ourselves around each other like instantly. And then I think there wasn't exactly a spark. It was just like easy. You guys were walking in the gym one day and your hands just lined up and they held and you just cruised in and never let them yeah. go. Yeah, pretty much. I would exactly love to interview like the housemates and be and, and hear their. <laughs> yeah, the it was weird. Food. All of a sudden they started staying up till 3 a.m. talking <laughs> in the kitchen every night. It was really weird. After, after, before Justin would close his bedroom door at 9 p.m. and say, if I hear a fucking noise, I'm going to kill someone. Now he's outside. <laughs> Giggling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that is um, – uh, I get this sense from Justin and his family that he's super familial, right? And those people – like his family means so much to him, and it seems like he has a really warm father and mother. And I yeah. wonder if that's why it is so – because that's his way of understanding the world, right? And yeah. there's Everyone's kind of family. He's kind. He's, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a love bug, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's mom and dad and, and sisters and – Yeah. And, and you feel that from him when you're there? Like, I, I've never hung out oh, with him, but sure. that's total the... Yeah. Yeah. Him and his family are, are very close. Um, and it's it's nice to see, like, it's... He would do anything for any one of them. Uh, do, do they... Are they excited for him once, when you come into their life? Are they worried? Do they hide that? Um, do, oh, how does, how does I that, hope they're excited. How, how does that? How does that work? Do you remember um, first meeting them? Did you go to wherever they live in that scary part of the country? That's a scary part of the no, country. No, I met Lodi? I met them in person for the first time. At the I just game. like to do that to fuck with Justin's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, say that no, again. I met them for the first time at the games, like right before the games. In the trailer park. Oh, in Lodi. No, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just fuck. I'm just, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That was just another shot at uh, Mr. Medeiros. Yes, yeah. I, I understand. In yeah. the trailer park. Did you grow up in a trailer park? Me. Yeah. No. Well, for start, we call them caravan parks. Yeah, you can call them what you want. I know. <laughs> I know who lives there. White people um, with missing teeth. But no, I did. I did not. I grew up um, actually, like on the coast right on the beachfront in a little town called Moonta, uh-huh. which is about, uh, it's in South Australia and it's two hours out of Adelaide, which is like the main city. Uh, crazy hardcore beach community. Um, Everyone's barefoot not, flip-flops with nice bodies. Uh, no, it's, no, it's like your typical country town. Like oh. there's a lot of, uh, beer bods going around. Um, a lot of what? Beer bods, like oh, beer, beer bellies. Okay. Yeah, 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 old old people, old dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old lots, dudes of, lots of old dudes. <laughs> um, it's like it's this obviously still very like it. There's an athletic community there, but it's not. Um, there's no surfing or anything like that. Like it's a flat. Like we're in a bay, so there's no waves. Um, but yeah. Did you spend a lot of time at the beach? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, 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 but it's not a beach town? It's a beach town, but like it's not centered around like surfing. It, and it's not super touristy. Oh, it's, it's very touristy. Like in, oh. 
in our summer holidays, uh, like the population like triples because everyone comes in to stay there. Okay. Has has Justin been there? He has not, no. Are, are you anxious to take him there? Uh, we're actually going down. Uh, I'm competing in like the Down Under Championship in Australia mm-hmm. with Tia and Brooke at the end of November. And um, then we're going back back home to see my family like after that. And Justin's going with you on that trip. He is, yeah. Oh, so I, I, um, I, I must not understand what's going on. I'm, well, I know I don't understand what's going on. I thought you had to choose between this Australia, not you, Ellie Turner. Great fucking name, by the way. Uh, um, I thought you had to choose between Rogue and this Australia thing, but you're doing both. I'm doing both because I always heard that was the reason why. Tia is not doing rogue because she's doing Australia down under. Um, I mean, she might, that might be her reasoning, especially like, I mean, she's got a lot of, lot more years under her belt than what I do. Um, so she's like, might not want to do as many off season competitions as what I am potentially. Um, but I, I, I mean, I got a late call up for rogue. Um, so I wasn't like in the initial round of invites. Um, so I'd already agreed to down under before I got my rogue invite. But um, as I said, like I'm, I'm just trying to get as much experience as I can. So um, as long as I can, I'm feeling like mentally and physically up to it, then I'm going to try and compete. What's, what's the um, number of days between the two? Mm. When's the, when's the Australian one? It's like the 18th to 20th of so, November. Oh, like so so 18 days. Mm-hmm. Do you have to do quarantine when you go to Australia, like two days or something? No, we're all open now. Oh, don't lie to me. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Last year I had to do four weeks. This year. Oh. Holy smokes. In a hotel the whole time? Uh, I was in a hotel for the first two weeks in Sydney. And then because the borders to the States were shut, I had to then do another two weeks flying from sydney to adelaide which is where i was living um and i did the first couple of days in a hotel but i pretty much just like fought my way out of doing the whole rest of the two weeks and oh i need to hear that i need to hear that whole story i'm looking for the hotel room uh instagram post uh that i'm so glad to hear you say that you're the first person i've heard say that i want to hear how you fight this is the hotel Yes, that is the hotel. And, and like, the last days, um, and there was actually a bed that was where I was working out. There was a bed that was there. And I've, like, I've only worked out to do this in the last couple of days, but I, like, flipped the bed up so I had more room because otherwise I had literally – you could only just walk around the edge. Hey, that would have been a great Instagram I was just, like, post. Up and down. Of you flipping up the bed, yeah. by the way. Make a note of that next time they quarantine. Like pig, yeah. That's how I got good at the pig. <laughs> yeah. Man. The it's like foot. something Colton Mertens would do. Just flip the bed up. Yeah. Uh, I, but before I talk about – I, I would do want to talk about the quarantine. I, um, one of my favorite subjects. Uh, how rich is Tia that she – what's the prize money for Rogue, uh, Susa? It's like probably like $200,000, right? I think it's like I think 275 it's- three. three 
let's find out. How much loot does she have? And you know there's someone, if she doesn't own a home there, you know there's someone there who would be like, yes, Tia Shane, please stay in our cabana, <laughs> our four-bedroom cabana here on the, or our penthouse in this, wherever the, it's in Austin? Yeah. Yeah, there's someone there who would definitely put her up. Um, how, she must, Life must be good. I mean, I, I think she would be pretty comfortable in her life, but I, I think she's probably got her sights set on the next year's season more than um, $215,000 for a day's work. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not really a day's work, but you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oy. It would be nice. Oy. Um, so, uh, let's save the quarantine. It's so juicy. So tell me about how you get tier as a sponsor. Um, I mean, I started working with my, uh, agent like Daniel, uh, just after what's Daniel's last name. Robbins. Okay. Um, and just after Waterpalooza and I think tier he approached you there. He approached you there. Um, yeah, we met there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Tia were also, uh, at Waterpalooza as a, they were one of the vendors there. Um, and obviously I had a pretty good, like first few days of competition. So I think. Smashed it. Crazy. Smashed it. Um, they probably, they saw me there and I was sort of on their radar. Um, so they approached me and then. Um, after I started working with Daniel, he sort of like did the rest. Um, who else does Daniel represent? Oh, um, like a heap of games athletes. I think uh, obviously Justin and then. Um, He's Justin's agent too? Yeah. Oh, no shit. I had no idea. Okay, wait a second. Wait <laughs> a second here. New. Stumbled upon yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you that you're not juicing. I never suspected it for a second. But you're telling me that that this guy at Wadapalooza has the same agent as Justin, but you went to Fort Vancouver just for training. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want you to know that it, it's uh, it, it's not. There's nothing damning there, but there's some breadcrumbs just yeah. lead to the house and yeah. Okay. I know. I know it sounds weird, but it's mm-hmm. true. I well, it's say, the thing is, it's such an incestuous community. It's like there's so few people to work with that it does. I mean, it, it, it's not damning. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. But 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 it does set off some red flags. Like, okay. <laughs> did did he think? Have you ever asked him? Did he think when he met you? Oh. Because everyone has a little Cupid in them. These two would be a good couple. I think he knew that we would get along well. Right. He knows but his stable clients. I don't clients. think he knew how well. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you – um? did you – what do you think about um, your nation quarantining the people for two weeks in the hotels and stuff? Do, do you, Did you like that idea? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't like it. Did anyone no, – do you horrible. think the majority didn't like it or the majority yeah. liked it? Yeah. No, the majority did not like it. I think the our media did a very good job at scaring people 
to like it, but everyone that did like that had been through the process was not a fan. I can tell you that much. But like, I think everyone was just in Australia was so scared of COVID and like what the government was going to do. Um, it was like, yeah, let's, we don't want COVID in here. So all the international travellers like shove them in a hotel, like we don't want them to infect us sort of thing. It was like um, very, they were just creating so much fear. Has anyone in this country, no one's apologized yet. Like we haven't had a, a lead like we, like our president of the United States hasn't said, Oh shit. There was no way of stopping it. The vaccines aren't working. I should have told you guys to exercise. I'm so sorry. I shit the bed. Has, has anyone um said that in your country? No, I don't, I don't think that is ever going to happen. Um, it seems I pretty think, easy to say. It seems like wouldn't it, it would be nice. Yeah, I, I think they're still going with that they, like, they, to be fair, I don't think they're, like, they're just people as well and right. they didn't know what to do. Like, it was a global pandemic. Like, we'd never been through anything like this before and they were just trying to, like, make the decisions um, that was going to keep ideally people safe and also like not i'm with you i'm not like my right wing these people who watch my show are fucking right wing fucking nutjobs (laughs) they think the government did it for power control they think there's like some sentient being up there they think there's some like jewish guy with the cane being like we're going to illuminati all i agree with you i think it's just i think our leaders were scared and they were trying to do the right thing and and i i I agree with you 100 percent like totally 100 percent i would not like to be in that position the person calling the shots like but ellie you can go look now or and ellie uh, i'm not fighting with you and ellie um, you can go we could google right now and look at COVID rates in new zealand and australia and you guys own COVID now. It's the highest it's been in fucking two years. It seems to only be in New Zealand and Australia. I mean, you guys, the, the because of the lockdowns, yeah. because like because you held it, like you guys did the lockdowns, and everyone's. I mean, our don't get me wrong. The United States did some like in our CDC guidelines. It says never quarantine healthy people. It says that, and yet they did it. They went yeah. against their own rules. But um, it's it's not. It, but but I agree with you. You don't, you don't, you're you're not a conspiracy. You don't think it's like some sort of aliens trying to control us or like all the richest people in the world did it to try to control us. No. Yeah. Me neither. I agree. I I don't like, I don't agree with the way that our government went about it, but like, I also don't know what I would have done in that situation. So I know what I would have done. Salt bike. Yeah. I would (laughs) have fucking, I would have. I would have put on a fucking um, – this is seriously what I would have done if I was the leader of the free world. I would have put on one of those banana hammocks that um, Sam Dancer wears, <laughs> and I would have shown the world how out of shape I was, and I would have um, I would have moved out of the White House and moved on to the front lawn of the White House in a tent that was clear so you could always see me at all times except for a little room to have sex in or masturbate. And <laughs> then I would – and then um, – I would eat, show everyone what I'm eating every single day and how I'm exercising. And I would hold all my meetings in that little banana and I would let like my old kind of gross body, let the world show it kind of tighten up a little bit. <laughs> and I would do that. And I'd be like, I'm the living example of what you all need to do to stay healthy. Yeah. No, I, mm-hmm. I think that that would have been the solution. Right. And no shit. Right. It's, it's, yeah. People are like, that's absurd. No, actually. <laughs> I'd be meeting like with like um, the 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 Shah from Iran, and I'd be still yeah. in the banana hammock. Hello, sir. Welcome to my table. It'd just be like a little table outside. Secret that service would be all around in three piece suits. The pandemic. Yes. Yeah. 
I would have had people like you and Justin over. Yeah, you should run for president. <laughs> you can't handle me. Oh my goodness! I don't know if you would have got past that banana hammock before the guys in the suits would have carted you away. <laughs> um, is it? Is it? Um, I would always be getting uh, checked. They would always think I had a gun in there, a big gun. <laughs> when you um. When Tier approaches you, do you have a relationship? Like, how does that work? Do they just send you a check, or do you know someone there? Do you like working for them? How does how does yeah? Um, they obviously have like uh, people that deal with the athletes. Um, so I went to dinner with when I was actually in Miami. Still, I went to dinner with um, one of the guys there. Um, and what and is he? Is he high up, or is he? Does that guy still um, work there, or is he? Yeah, like, what's yeah. He? Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't want to like say a role that he's not in, but I think he's like athlete. Like I don't even know what you. Would he's call in charge it, of the athletes. Yeah, the relationships. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so sat down, and he sort of just like explained the company, what they are, um, and sort of what I would be looking for, and then, uh. Yeah, you sort of just like we built the relationship up and I decided that it was a company that I really wanted to work with. Um, and yeah. And, and, and why is that? I'm going to be kind of a dick here. Is it a company you wanted to work with because of the check? Because the shoes no. fit you nicely? Like how do you decide that? Um, I think I, being a up-and-coming athlete, I really liked the idea of working with brands that were up-and-coming also and like getting the opportunity to grow with them. Um, they were still like – developing and they still are like developing products and things like that and I liked the idea that I could be a part of that and give them real feedback and they could use that to make their products better in the future um and so like I didn't just want to be like another athlete on a roster like I I wanted to be involved in the process so that it fit with them really well is the guy who's the liaison between the athletes and in the company is he was he a former professional athlete um, he competed in CrossFit actually. Oh, he did. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. He was on a team, I want to say. Um, and I think a couple years like was at the games on a team. And then, um, I think he does triathlons and things now as well. It's a beautiful shoe. Yeah. They're, How's that toe box? It's they've nailed the shoes actually. They've done a really good job. God, I hope it's like the – have you ever worn the Nanos, Nano 2? Um, I have not, no. It, how's that toe box – your toes um, – I can't wear any of the other shoes because the toe boxes are too narrow. How's, do you have wide yeah, feet? I do. Um, and no, I, I really like it, I, especially the lifters. The lifters are like really good for uh, wide feet. I see Colton wearing them, and I have to guess his feet are like this wider than they are long. <laughs> Just by looking at his body, so I'm guessing that they they would fit me. Yeah, no, they um, they've definitely like tried to accommodate that for sure. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, and they've and they've come on um, they've come on hard. They got a ton of athletes. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they did um, definitely like work to get their shoe out there. I think I remember lying lining up. Um, I think it was for like the capital event. We all had our runners on. Um, and I think there was like 20 of us in the line. And I think like 17 of us had tier runners on. 
Yeah, wow. that's crazy. Oh, look how skinny that guy is. Holy cow. Simmons. Yeah, that guy needs to talk to you. Yeah. Need, <laughs> <get some tiny laughs> need some squats. Yeah. Maybe they'll do like a athlete day where all the swimmers and crossfitters get together, share tips. So you get quarantined, you land in, in one province and you're quarantined for two weeks. And mm-hmm. and then when you get out, you 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 drive to the other one yourself or your bus there? They try to keep uh, control No, because I, ha- I had to fly. So I was like put in a special like shuttle to the airport and then I flew back to um, Adelaide and I hadn't seen my family or anyone for like close to six weeks and um I remember getting to the airport and I wasn't allowed to see them like I wasn't allowed to like go near them um and it'd been like an emotional journey so I'd like they were standing on the other side of a glass wall and I just sort of had to like wave to them as they were escorting me to another hotel like some weird it's like, show. It's like black yeah. mirror shit it's fucking crazy yeah like they they knew what I'd like obviously I and I also felt as though I didn't get an opportunity to celebrate being at the games my first time because it was like I came home it was it was like our flights back to Australia kept getting cancelled and pushed back um so it was like stressful trying to get a flight and then when we eventually got a flight it was like flying back straight into quarantine and then a second quarantine and so, like, once this whole process was done, it was like, oh, yeah, I went to the games. <laughs> like, Now wait, it's a bigger deal that you're out of quarantine than you went to the games. Yeah, it was just – I was just happy to see everyone. Like, we didn't – I didn't really get the opportunity to celebrate the fact that I'd just been to the games with my friends and family. Like, it wasn't a a big thing, which – And yeah. you didn't – and you and – you, you, did you break out of your second quarantine in Adelaide? Um, I broke out of the hotel. So they were going to make me do another hotel, which was like we paid for the hotel. So it was like three grand per Oh, my hotel goodness. Visit. So I'd already paid for one and they are going to make me do another one. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. Like, let me out. Um, and same thing. Like, I pretty much just like pestered them. And my brothers um, had to move out of my house at home so I could quarantine there because that was the only way they were going to let me, like, do it at home, um, which they very unwillingly did. Um, I don't believe you. I think that that was all a show and that they actually stayed there. My brothers? Yeah, but you can't say that because you don't want to get them in trouble. No, they they definitely moved out. They did? Yeah. So it was just me and my dog for another two weeks, but it was it was way better than obviously doing it in a, another hotel room with no fresh air, no, like you can't move anywhere. At least at, uh, I have a bit of a garage gym set up at home so I could at least do a few things. And um, when I was actually in the hotel in Sydney, I had some like really nice people drop me off a bike and some like dumbbells. Who um, are those nice people? Who does that? Um, these guys were from a gym called Rec Gym. Um and I you don't even know them they just know that one of their country I mates know, is come. yeah like I know of them I'd never met them in person before um but like we sort of everyone in the Australian CrossFit community I think knows everyone like it's a very we're pretty 
close knit that way. Um, so I'd sort of just like they'd seen that I was stuck in a hotel, and yeah, they they offered. And 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 they just roll. What? So I'm guessing they can't see you. They just no. find out you're there. They go to the front desk. They're like, "Hey, we have a package uh, mm-hmm. for Ellie," and they throw some dumbbells God. and a bike up there. Yeah. Man, those dudes are cool. Yeah. That's yeah, really uh, special. Yeah, they're they're really amazing people. But That's I the think- kind of stuff I would do. By the way, if you live near me, I would have done that for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm cool as shit like that. Those dudes are cool too. Maybe what's the name of their gym? Uh Rec Gym. Rec Gym, R E C. Yeah. Are they a CrossFit gym? Are they affiliated? Uh, I think so. Maybe let's let, let's contact them and have them on Susan. They must uh-huh. be good dudes. Yeah, they're good. When um I would when, like that. When I go to um uh th- there's this lady who sponsors the show. Uh she is the owner of California Hormones and when I go to Newport um, to stay at her house she has a house there on the beach it's so nice it's so cool she always brings 30 pound dumbbells and it, it's, it's upstairs in a condo and she always bring, she just brings those over and i always think wow that's so fucking thoughtful and me and my wife like we don't work out with 30 pound dumbbells at home but it's all we have yeah we go nuts we just you know you just start making up all sorts of shit with what you have yeah but it's so and nice having some some stuff to work with oh for sure i was still in a period where i wasn't like technically I was still having time off after the games, but there was nothing else to do. So it was nice to have that to just like take some time out of my day just to do some sort of movement. Is there anyone in your family that's like um, abnormally that you from a young age that was abnormally strong or or, or you saw this? This Greg says, hey, people would be like, I don't want to – you would hear girls say, I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to do CrossFit. And my response to those – people is first of all you don't have the work ethic to get bulky so shut the fuck up but (laughs) but but it's really um that shows a huge sign of some sort of mental disorder because you're given a body and there's only one person that you should really try to love the whole time you're here on planet earth and accept and that's you and you work out and your dna is just going to express itself and we're not having you do weird shit we're having you squat and stand up and lift shit over your head it's not like you're sitting there doing curls all day and so your DNA just – did you ever – is there anyone in your family that now that your DNA is fully repre- expressing itself, you're like, oh, shit, I see it? Yeah. Un- Uncle Joe, now that makes sense. No, um, I think – so I, I'm very much like my dad um, in terms of my build and I've always like resented it because I've always been the muscly girl but I've always been very athletic. Um, and I've always like battled with that. Um, and then in 2017, when, and I battled out in the final, I like, obviously both of those girls were Aussie. So I saw them in the media and I was like, that's, that's pretty amazing. Like, I think that's what I was meant to do. And then, um, Yeah got into CrossFit, tried it out. And yeah, four years later I was competing with them. Your, your audio went out 
Yeah, I know. Your audio went out a little bit. C- can you tell that story again? I, I heard Kara, but can you tell me even in more detail where you were? How did you see the TV? What you thought when you saw Kara? And, and I didn't hear the other girl's name. Was it Tia or Maddie yeah. Stewart? Or, okay. Yeah, Tia. So when they were um, battling it out in the 2017 final, um, I had I saw that. I'd, start, I'd tried CrossFit a couple weeks before the games. Um, so I was, I'd already tried it. But then I didn't know you could compete in CrossFit. Um, and then when I saw those games, and obviously it was pretty big in the Australian community to have both of those girls at the top. Um, so everyone at the gym was talking about it and I happened to watch it and I saw both of those like strong, like amazing females. Um, and I just like saw like the emotion that they had felt out there and like, I just instantly knew that that's what I, that's what I needed to do. Like, did you, um, and, and I'm, I'm projecting onto you here. I, I, I'm, I don't know how, it, how appropriate this is. Um, not in that sense of appropriate, but whether if I'm spot on or not, nothing I say is appropriate. Um, did you ever apologize to your dad? Even though he may have not known, did you ever say, Hey, I resented you when I should have said thank you for this body. Yeah, I mean, we joke about it all the time. Oh, good. It's, yeah, it's like he knew that I wasn't like at terms with my body, but I think everyone sort of knew that one day I would be because like now I like love my legs because obviously I can squat like a fair bit of weight. And you um, can run like a Damn, you can run. Uh, yeah, I'd say it still needs some work. but Oh, like, but dude, it's crazy what a good runner you are. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I before CrossFit, I like, I wasn't, I didn't compete in running or anything, but I enjoyed running and I did like a fair bit of it. So, um, but yeah, I, I now I'm, I'm very grateful for the build that I have. Um, and yeah, my, I've got four brothers, um, and we're all sort of like built very similar. Uh, are they are they doing CrossFit? Your brothers? Um, no, they like my. So there's like an older one, then there's me, and then I've got three younger. You're the second um, oldest child. I am. Oh, so what you're doing is important. What's the how old's the youngest? Uh like. I want to say like 14. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Around that age, it's all sort of like the same age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think around 14, but uh, I've, there's like the top. Is it, is it, is the 14 year old a sister or a brother? She's a, yeah, a sister, but um, the top three of us are all like from the same mom and dad. Okay. Um, And then the bottom three are half siblings moms or dads um one of them is from my mom and stepdad and then a girl and a boy is from my dad and stepmom okay are you close with all of them yeah it because the 14 year old's kind of like falling behind you're almost you're 10 years older yeah i i would say that um like i grew up with uh when my parents divorced like i moved with my mom um and then so 
us, like the three kids that were, you know, already like from my mum and dad and then the kid that she had with her husband, um, I'd say that we're all, we're all super close. Obviously, um, I didn't grow up with the girl and boy that my dad had with his uh, partner. So it's not like the same, but we're all still like we all still get along really well. Um, yeah, it's just not quite the same as growing up with someone 24-7 as opposed to just seeing them on a few weekends. How, how old were you when your parents separated? Uh, like five. Oh, mm-hmm. so pr- pretty young. Mm-hmm. I think I was probably three. I think my sister was five. I think the older you are, probably the harder it is. Yeah. My older brother was like seven or eight, and I think it was definitely hot, like a lot harder on him at the time. Do you have any um, – my sister has some really – well, she she had kids first. My sister had kids before me, and she started having really strong thoughts and and convictions about um, separating. Has that happened to you? Do you think about that? Like, if you have kids that you that that you, I'll never do that, no matter what. Or do you have any strong? Have you? Um, I I haven't really thought about it to be honest. Did you ever? Were you ever into um, drinking or drugs or anything? No, like not heavily. I definitely went through like a party phase when I was sort of like mm, I'd say like 16 onwards to like 19 was when I found CrossFit. So um, it was sort of like a few years of, you know, going out and drinking, but like nothing crazy. Just the Um, normal stuff. Yeah. Just that the kids did. Yeah. On Friday and Saturday night. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe have a beer in the park. Maybe t- yeah. drink too much, throw up. Yeah. God, I hated that. I'm so glad I don't do anything like that. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was it was enough to like make me appreciate not doing it. Like it was enough to just like give me a good fix of it and then like, okay, I can move on with the rest of my life now. You know? Yeah. Now, did you lose any friends to drugs? Like have I friends in your circle who'd like gotten a meth and then next thing you know, they kill someone and they're in jail. <laughs> No. I did not know. No. Pretty lucky like that. Um, I I, th- I think I think everyone um, sort of. Well, I don't know. I, I never asked Susa this. Maybe I should ask Matt this. But I, I feel like a lot of people. I don't know if I re- I didn't. I never resented my parents for my for my body. But there were things that that, that I think everyone. There's parts of their body they don't like, no matter who they are, right? Like there's no one like you don't see someone. I don't think there's anyone like even all these people. Um, even these people, you know, there's these women who have these Instagram accounts. There's shitload of them. I guess there's men too, uh, but Instagram seems to think that I want to see the women more. And they, you click. They're basically they they have had tons of plastic surgery. They're really thin, big boobs, and it's just their whole profile is just shitloads of pictures of them. And they have 2.3 million followers, and like all the comments are just hearts or I would can you marry me or just shit like that. They don't even look like real human beings, but. Probably those women, when I look at those, I'm, I'm thinking they're probably the least happy with their body. Yeah. Because they sure. they really need – they really need some affirmation. Yeah. I, I would say the people that uh, sometimes the mo- people you think are the most confident are usually the most insecure. Mm-hmm. 
and, and, and maybe that's just a natural part of adolescence. Yeah. My nose is too big. My fingers are too long. My, my, yeah. whatever, I'm too I, tall. I, think, I mean, there's girls who think that they're too tall. That's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely a. I would love a girl that, who's six foot five or seven foot eight. Seven foot eight. Whatever. The bigger, the better. I just would just fuck. <laughs> yeah. Is that, and you went through that. Well, you're going through it. I don't think it ever, it kind of like never, I'm 50 and it never really completely goes away. Mm-mm. No. Uh, yeah. I think every female. Uh-huh. Or, so, sorry, go ahead, Ellie. I was going to say every female or like every male, especially like doesn't really matter. Gender goes through a period of trying to find out who they are and also like questioning who they are. Um like you're still trying to find like your way in the world and then you're so influenced by all the external factors around you, um, even like your friendship group. If you're in a different friendship group at school, you might turn out a completely different person, you know, like, um, I, and I think that's a big like shaping period of your life. I, it doesn't have to like indicate where you're going to end up, obviously, but I think it definitely like makes you sort of like have to choose a a path either way, you know, you're this, you're this person who had a Ferrari in their garage and all they ever wanted was an empty garage and you fought it and fought it and fought it. And then one day you're like, fuck it. I guess I'll just be a race car driver. And now you, you fucking got the cool yeah. car. <laughs> Pretty much. It's crazy. Yeah. The yeah. whole time it was just, just in your garage. Just waiting. Hey, and there's no one who could just tell waiting. you. There's no one who knew either. That's the other thing. It was all – you did it all yourself. No one was could be like, hey, that's a Ferrari. You should get in it and become a race car driver. No one even knew. I would have been like, no. Like you right. tell me to do something. I'm not going to do it. Oh, mm. that's interesting. <laughs> Susan, what the fuck do you know about um, not liking yourself? What are you talking about? Everybody has things that they're insecure about. Tell me. I want to hear one of yours. Just one. Like one of my insecurities? Yeah. Yeah. Let me hear one that uh, someone made fun of you as a kid. See? I'm telling you, you ask Ellie and I that, and we're like five will fall out of our mouth. My nose. My penis is too big. I'm too short. I mean, I just three. Boom. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I've never really uh, had to had to battle that too much, so I guess it never was – the seed was never planted. Although Ellie, I did you – hairs coming in. <laughs> good ellie did you ever have a pet and they um your house stunk like pets and you didn't want people over uh to your trailer park because then they would you were embarrassed about the way your house smelled no my the only dogs that i've had are like the hypoallergenic dogs so they don't like they don't really have a dog smell and then i'm not a cat person so hypoallergenic dogs yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means do those bite no, no, they're those friendly. are friendly. They're like big teddy bears. <laughs> um, you're I you lived with your your siblings. I live with two of my brothers. Yes. How how does that happen? Um, so we went to we all went to boarding school because we were from the country. So we went down to uh, Adelaide to get a better education. Um, in high and school. Then, yeah. From like year 10 onwards, year 10, 11, 12. Um, and then from there, we all just like moved out of the school when we graduated and went to university. Um, and so our uh, my mum and stepdad had 
uh, a house that they owned but didn't live in um, for when, like, they'd come down and visit us at school and whatnot. So we all moved out into that place um, and, like, studied, went to university and, yeah, lived there. I think, like, obviously the plan is, like, we're getting our own places but, like, it's definitely a when you're 17 and graduated high school, like, um, we didn't want to go back to Moonta because there's not a lot of opportunities there and it was like my parents' way of like supporting us through um, university. They were happy that we were, you know, going and furthering our education so they were happy to support us in that way. Um, the crazy shit must happen at boarding school. Uh, yeah, but in like – in Australia, like boarding school, I was trying to explain it to Justin because he was like, boarding school, isn't that for like really naughty kids? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, in like, it's it's at like a private school. Like it's a pretty prestigious thing uh, to do. I hear you. I hear you. But if you have boys, were there boys there? There was, yeah. Yeah, so crazy shit happened. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was like very studious. You were? So, I, like, would you say I, you were a dork? No, no, no. I was like, um, I don't quiet. Know, I was just, I was very driven to get good grades, but I, I uh, sort of, I wasn't like, like all into my study, but I just knew when I, I wouldn't go out and like party with the rest of the year because I had homework to do. Have you ever been in a relationship where you thought you were going to get married? No, no. And it is um, not yet. Right, right, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. You, you've got a lot, lot of time for that. And um, did when you uh, met Justin, did you have a boyfriend? No. No. Oh, wow! How convenient. <laughs> yeah. And um, were you interested in? Uh, were you? Did you have a conviction that you didn't want a boyfriend? Like, hey, I, I need to stay focused on athletics. I'm not going to let boys come into my life. Uh, no, it wasn't like a Either way. decision that I made. I wasn't going to like turn it down if it came up. But it just when you're at the gym for most of your life, the only place you're going to meet someone is at the gym, really. Um, and so like I wasn't out searching for anyone. But if someone happened to like stumble into my life i wasn't against it um but yeah that was just all sort of worked out yeah just um because it's you, you know people will have these walls up that not allowing that type of interaction yeah i think i definitely probably had walls up unintentionally right um that i like focused. have been told that i probably had up by like the people that knew me well, but um, I didn't intentionally have walls up. If if I'm if, if my um if my wife's having a bad day, it affects me like pretty dramatically. Uh, and and I view myself as being like a cat, kind of. I'm very um uh I don't know what. I, I, for lack of a better word, selfish. I can keep really, really strong in my little egg, like like bulletproof, but not with her. 
that there's not there's no i don't know where she starts and i start and i end and she ends it's just one you know what i mean like if she does if if she gets rattled i'm rattled Mm -hmm. um i don't know if it has to be like that way in a relationship but in a relationship with someone like justin where there's two people and there's so much on the line with your uh, you, you know you know like someone goes to work let's say i work let's say i'm some sort of fucking executive at starbucks and my wife has a bad day and i have a bad day and i go to work it doesn't matter you know what i mean yeah like i'm still just making sure that the dairy farm's producing cream and that the beans are getting sent here and there but um it can't be that way for you two right i mean or can it like we're i mean we're normal people so like it's probably going like we're no different than everyone else but um, I think we're both clear that like we both have pretty big goals in life um, and we're both clear that we're moving towards those um, and at the end of the day like in, we're in when we're in competitors mode like they take priority um, especially like in something like the games um, and so we're both on the same terms of like during a week like that um, it's like we're there to do it. That's our work time. So like we're there to do a job and that comes first. Um, so like throughout the season, I think it's just, it just takes like communication and like getting used to one another. But like, yeah, I think we're, we're normal people so that that still happens. But uh, I think having like a clear goal definitely helps like move through that and just the sheer math complicates it so um if if justin's just working in a bubble by himself right it's just he has to just worry about like his best friend getting hit in but hit hit by a car and going to a funeral or he just has to worry about him um whatever happens in his life right but now he's with you and you're like my best friend in australia is getting married i'm going to the wedding come with me or he's like they're become it just there, I see all of these chances for like wasted energy, mm-hmm. like pe- people. Um, but on the other hand, there must be some benefits too. Yeah, no, I think we're both on the same page in terms of like I know that if anything is going to affect his training and like his competing, like I wouldn't ask that of him. And like, like why didn't you text it? me? Why didn't yeah. you text me? <laughs> well, because I was at Rogue, baby. Well, I, I I was watching in between event two and three. You could have easily texted me. I mean, this is the way the world works. And uh, sorry, this is the way the world works now. You know that, right? Yeah, I, I know. But I would like- fucking kill someone if they said that to me. If my wife said to me, uh, why didn't you text me? I'd be like, because I was interviewing Ellie Turner. So, well, you could have just been like, hold on a minute. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's where the benefit of us both being in this world comes yeah at an advantage because we both know what it takes and like what it's like that I mean I wouldn't want to get in the way of his like competing and training and like hopefully vice versa so like I would never if he's got sponsor obligations or if he's like got to travel for a competition or what like I would never get in the way of that um and you just know like when this a little bit more like it's just because i'm experiencing the same thing so uh, uh, two days before uh he goes to a competition you're not gonna be like justin just so you know yesterday i saw you looking through my phone and reading my texts 
you'd yeah. wait till you came <laughs> back. Like even that, you would wait. Yeah. You'd just suck it up and be like, hey, suck it up. Everything takes the competition takes the precedent over everything. Hey, I saw you talking. I, I, I saw the way you looked at uh whoever. Yeah. Saw the way you no. I saw the way you looked at Annie Thor's daughter. Not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that probably works better because sometimes when you have couples that don't have that deep understanding, they start to well, you care more about your competition than me. Well, you care more about your yeah. sponsors than me. Well, you care more about answering the DMs and your of your fans than me. And so at least you guys have that mutual understanding of what it takes because that's yeah. where I think the real conflicts arise with the couples, not the ones that understand and give each other space, but the ones that feel like they're competing for the other's attention and whatever yeah. they're doing is taking up too much of it. Yeah, for sure. My, my wife, no matter like, no matter where, where if, I, if I'm go, going in to do a podcast and let's say we're fighting, um, she, she'll put bury it and just be like, give me a kiss. I love you. Good luck. And it's like, I need that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, e- even if I'm mad at her, even if I just did something like just was just fucking losing my shit and throwing passion fruit around the house. <laughs> you know what passion fruit is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Big in yeah, Australia? Put, um, Yeah, we put a – it's, like, pretty common to put on, like, the top of a pavlova. A what? Which, uh, it's, like a, um, it's like a cake. It's like an Australian cake, a pavlova. It's, like, pretty much just, like, whipped egg white and sugar. And sounds like, like sounds like a female part of the female anatomy, the Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a it's a very popular like yeah. There you go. You put like fresh oh. whipped cream and fresh fruit. It's very common in like summer, like at Christmas because our Christmas is in summer. I like, imagine that often. to be cold and refrigerated. Um. Yeah, it does need to be refrigerated, but like you can the crust of it is hard and crunchy. So it can actually sit out for a little bit. Uh, I went, I, I took my wife to the doctor the other day and, uh, she got a Pavlova. <laughs> she got a Pavlova. It's cool. Uh, I just thought I could be there for her. Mm. You, you won an event at the CrossFit games. I did. Yeah. I would have liked it to be more, but, Take what you can get, I guess. God, you're greedy. <laughs> it's crazy that the the hat trick. Yeah. And and uh, what's cool is is and I and you beat Tia. It, the okay. thing is with Tia is that I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There's only going to be so many shots at her. Yeah. And she's so special. It's almost nonsense that we do shows of who's the greatest ever. I mean. Yeah whoever's the greatest ever she's also the greatest ever it's like you know when you'd be like hey i saw this guy at the university he's the hottest guy i've seen and someone's like you said that yesterday it's like yeah there's 20 dudes here who are the hottest guys like what am i gonna do it's a 20-way tie <laughs> there but but tia is at the top no matter who you put up there yeah no she's incredible and you got to beat her i did i i think <clears throat> i'm in the first I, heat in the ass you were in the ass heat right yeah <laughs> we don't need to touch on that <laughs> All right, but it's still crazy to do it from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, will you tell us what what that workout is for people who don't know? Um, so it was three rounds. People in like me. Two, in a two minute window, you had to complete like a sprint down to the rig, and then it was twenty eleven foot wall balls, and then six dumbbell squat snatches, and then sprint to the finish. And uh, then you got four minutes rest and you had to repeat 
like three times and then it was your accumulated uh, time. Um, your splits each round, did anyone beat you in any of those? I don't think so, no. <laughs> so cool. And I, did they – go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think I made up like most of my time on the wall balls. Like I do have a very fast like cycle speed. So um, I think – like once I got off the rig, it was just like as long as I didn't screw up a snatch, it was uh, like I was pretty good to go. How how much were the dumbbell snatches? That was seventy pounds. And, uh, any concerned about that weight? Um, I the first round you never really like you you're standing in the crowds for a little bit and like you cool down a a little bit, so I was a, like a little hesitant on the first round but then once i had a feel for it, i was like no nah, it'll be sweet 70 pound dumbbell you're just a little girl <laughs> big girl that dumbbell is only 10 or 20 pounds less than what you used to weigh when you started crossfit mm. yeah chucking <laughs> <laughs> myself around it's awesome Holy smokes. It's, 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 it's five, it's five years of just straight accumulated work, just grinding in the gym. Yeah. I think that was like the biggest thing for me was just being consistent. Like no matter what I was, I'd always just get the work done. Um, and I think a lot of people sort of like chop and change programming and like try and look for those like almost uh, easy fixes, but it's literally just like, just do work like, and do it consistently and it'll, it'll pay off in like the long term. Um, uh, how old were you when you went through puberty? Do you remember? Probably like 12, 13. It, and you didn't start CrossFit until you were how old? 19. 19. Damn. It's weird that girls go through. Pu- I don't know much about girls going through puberty, but I just saw this video that Andrew Hiller made about a guy named Clarence Kennedy. Are you familiar with who that is? No. And it shows him. It's, he, sh- he, sh- he, there's this video compilation of him starting to work out when he's 12 and he's so skinny. He's just yeah. this f- fucking stick boy. And basically when, when he's 17 and he goes through puberty in that year, that 17, I mean, he gets strong the whole time, but mm-hmm. in his, when he's from 17 to 18, he starts like um, clean and jerking like 500 pounds yeah. and he's still a petite guy. I mean, he's not like a giant dude at all. And I, I wonder um, what the year is for women. If it, if it's yeah, this guy, I mean, look at this guy. There's a great video. This five eighty five. I, I think, think by, I'm sorry. I think guys are a little bit different in terms of like going through puberty because they've got like a whole heap of testosterone, like flooding their system. So like that time they can might be like some of the strongest they'll ever be because they've got all this testosterone, which then like decreases as they get older, obviously. Um, whereas I really like driving that home. I really like this theme This as they get older. The old people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything just gets worse. Um, <laughs> and, w- and when's the peak for women? Do you know when? When do when, is there is there an age? Is it Never. after you have baby? Maybe it's after you have a baby. It's like women are at their peak physiological 
state in like late twenties, early thirties. I mean, it change, it's a little bit like individual. So it's, there's not exact like age, but like late twenties, early thirties is when we're like at our strongest. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense too. Mm-hmm. For some of your behaviors in, in the er, women in their early thirties. It's a different show. I needed to get a specialty doctor on. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look at look at Christy Young. She knows 30s. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So so that's kind of cool. You look, you're 24 and you look down uh the timeline and you're just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see an open highway. Yeah. And you just look at this the speedometer on your Ferrari and you'd be like, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. How fun! Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited. And, and um, what are what are some of this? Could you even do one pull up when you went into a CrossFit gym? No, I was no. like purple band. Purple band, the CrossFit Games. <laughs> yeah, I had Quick. when I started. I was so like adamant that I wanted a strict pull up that um at home I put like a bar in our kitchen, and then every time I went in there, I had to do like a strict pull up, and then yeah. Just that's how I improve them. Wow. Um, going back to this workout, this hat trick. Oh, how wait? How long did it take you to get a strict pull up? No, it like I progressed pretty quickly. Probably like a few weeks to a month. Um, c- c- that's crazy. That's hey, amazing. when when you first tried, could you even get the bar to your head, or was it just kind of like? Yeah. No. I. Oh, she went. I like was probably pausing like there. Okay. It's nuts. Wow. You And were you excited when you got your first pull-up? Do you remember that? Yeah. I was like excited for about a second. And then I was like, sweet. Now I want 10. Oh, I want, shit. Now I want a muscle up. Not two, 10. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm starting to understand you. That's the problem with those high achievers. They're never satisfied. Yeah. Never um, satisfied. When, when, when you were doing the hat trick, um, you had to do two dumbbell snatches and then move move forward right to the next two mm-hmm. if it would have been just all um six in a row uh would you have um would you have been fine with that would you have preferred that could you've just done six with 70 no problem yeah i think so yeah especially like given games adrenaline um i mean i, I i'd say i'd probably be able to do that in training but when you're out there on the games floor like it definitely you do things that you never thought were possible. Uh, do you know what your PR dumbbell snatch is? No. The heaviest I've done is probably maybe 80, but like never tested it out. Yeah, PR dumbbell snatch. That's an interesting yeah. one. What, what? A little bit sketchy to do, I think. <laughs> I used to do I used to do that. That was like we one would of my have things. To a 1RM. Yeah. I wasn't very, I wasn't very good at it. And I would start, I would literally go to this like meathead gym, this juicer gym, um, in, in Berkeley. It was cool. And I would just, I would literally start, uh, with the five pound dumbbell wow. and just, and just work all the way up. I, I never both made it. Arms. I got to a hundred. Yeah. I never got to 110. Yeah. Both arms. It's impressive. Thank you. Was that when you were younger? I was younger. Yes. I was in my thirties. <laughs> yes. I was younger. I see. I, see. I, I saw Heber the other day do like 20 snatches or 30 snatches with a 70 pound dumbbell. 
like, oh my goodness. He and he doesn't even go to the ground. He's like just swinging it between his <laughs> legs. I think that would like break me fucking in half. Um, what's the heaviest dumbbell you have at um, Fort Vancouver? Ooh. Maybe like, I don't know. Justin's got some pretty heavy ones that he has there. Probably like, I want to say like 120, 130. Can you hear my dog barking? Mm-hmm. Is it bad? I can't. Oh. It's not terrible. Should I close the door? No, it stopped now too. Yeah, it'll start back up. I kind of, um, last night at like three in the morning, my neighbor's dog was barking. Mm-hmm. So now I kind of don't mind that my dog's barking at 8 a.m. on yeah. a Sunday. <laughs> Get him back. Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, Ellie, how, how long um, after the games um, before you were um, no- normal, like mentally and physically, like when you lick your wounds and you come out kind of the other side? Like this year? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I had I had three weeks off of just doing nothing, which is the longest I've I've had. Um, and where and then, where are you for that? Um, we were in California. Okay, at Justin's parents' place. Oh, so oh, she went. Shit, we went to the Lodi. You went to Ju- you went to Lodi for three weeks. The two hundred nine. Yeah. Wow, that's mm-hmm. the same as being quarantined. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Snuck another one in there, didn't? Yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> How I, this is great. How does he take? And you had you ever been to Lodi before? No. So he's like, "Hey, come back to my parents' place after the games." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah. Actually, it's, good. it's a good yeah. place. Tell me about it. What'd you like about it? Uh, it was nice weather. Uh-huh. It's nice and hot. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Um, Very hot. I like the country feel. Yes. Like I do like small city living, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Did I didn't Justin... see it. Like I didn't see a lot of Lodi, but. There's not much to see. <laughs> you saw it all. Yeah. <laughs> Went down one couple streets and good to go. Um, d- does Justin still have his bedroom at the house that he like when he lived at home there in high school? Yeah. And that's where you guys stayed? Like Ninja Turtle sheets and everything. Dude, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was actually funny, like seeing all the, you know, like you go back to someone's place and you've got like the family photos and things like that. So that was it was nice to see. That's cool. And, and, and uh, he, so so you're there for three weeks, um, and you guys don't do any training. Nope. Just hung out. Yeah. Was that, was that hard? Uh, no, it was nice actually. Yeah. Did you ride on that little motorcycle he bought in previous years with his prize money? <laughs> that little Honda thing? The little a Honda monkey. Yeah. No, I actually didn't. What? Yeah. It's a I'm two. Not, it's a two seater, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not a daredevil. It's too risky for me. <laughs> oh no, a- Justin's a good boy. <laughs> he would be so chill with you on the back. Yeah. No, it was just like they've got a like a beautiful house there, so I just. We just hung by the pool and, you know, played some basketball and frisbee and just really like did what we wanted. It was nice. There's a video of him doing a backflip and he lands on his face. And I yeah. asked him, I said, who is yeah. the camera person for that? He goes, Ellie. I said, dude, she didn't even flinch. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure bad. she likes you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, cause 
I actually told him not to do it. Okay. Because I was like, hey, like risk benefit here. Like, I don't know if this is. Assessor. <laughs> yeah. I approve of um, that. I think that's a healthy relationship. Good. I'm glad there's people. And so this. then when he did it and landed on like almost his head, I was like, yeah. told you. Awesome. <laughs> this is warm up for it here. Yeah. Um, is, is it, is it intimidating at all training with him? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at your camera work is just amazing. <laughs> Coaches and agents are just freaking out when they yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, uh, um, how about in the beginning? Was it intimidating early, early on? Yeah, a little bit. Like, I mean, I didn't feel like I had anything to prove, but it was, like nerve wracking going in and just like not knowing what to expect. And then like I'd been there, literally flew in. Um, at, like I woke up at like 4.30 in the morning, flew in. Um, he picked me up from the airport and was like, oh, um, we've actually got a mile time trial today. And so I hadn't eaten, gotten up early and I was like, okay. So just like went to the track, did a mile time trial um and I guess it was probably good because it probably shook the nerves off a little bit and I was like oh it's sweet like it's just normal training and Um, you did it too you did it too I did it too I mean I didn't have to like they I think him and Adam sort of said like we understand if you don't want to but then I was like well I I can't just say no to these guys like I'm not gonna be a little wimp so I did it um so sorry I must, I must tend to my fans yeah um i, I did it right and left-handed i want to say maybe i did even more but i don't want to lie i want to say maybe i want to say maybe i did 110 or 120 maybe at one point but but i was it. i'm a dumb i'm kind of a dumbbell guy i'm more of a dumbbell guy my body pr- prefers a a dumbbell over a bar bars too rich Far too restrictive. For that me. happens when you get old, there, Ellie. You see, I, yeah, I'm free flowing. Old, <laughs> old mobility. I did not start at five pounds and end at thirty five. This is not. This is not correct. <laughs> this is not correct. I was actually uh, the other day. I was. I, I was. Uh, I don't know. Six months ago, I was inspired by. I forget her name. Do you, uh, Anon Manganese is that her name? Do you know? Do you know who that is? The athlete from Europe. Anyway, mm-hmm. she was. She was between her and she was touching going. I think like a hundred. In, or 150 pound bag and then with heber doing those 70 pound snatches i was like okay i'm gonna start snatching like like a mofo again yeah um so so what was your mile time i can't remember yeah yeah that always time. happens with these athletes we have. <laughs> no one ever remembers their prs or it their was, mile time well i know it was a pr because i'd never done a mile before because we don't do those in we don't operate in miles oh the default so I'll give you that yeah that's good i like that for sure um how about um how about this kind of this narrative you have the story um it's it's similar to sarah sigmund's daughter you know her i think she has similar like although she knew she was strong um I, I want to say when I interviewed her, she has a similar story. And I, and I wonder how many girls have, have that similar story. But in the early years, Greg would talk about that a lot, about how women would come in with eating disorders and working out would um, make it – doing CrossFit would make it kind of go away. 
like you start instead of you start focusing on the right thing um do, do you feel like when you hear your story you're like yeah i've heard this story before i um no i think i've got a when i'm like ready to tell my whole story i think it's it's a pretty unique one yeah i think it's uh yeah it's I can't definitely, wait. it's definitely something that I look back on, and it's like different lifetime. Um, is is one of the reason? I mean, obviously, it's intense and it's personal. But is another reason maybe you don't want to share it because you use it to fuel you, and you don't want to let it out? Um, I mean, it's no. I think part of the reason was I didn't want. I don't want people to think that I'm using it as an excuse or mm. as like like ways to get my name out there like it's it's not that at all I, I don't I want to people to know me for what I achieve in CrossFit and in CrossFit alone and yeah. then have that like you know that be like yep I've also been through this and still achieved what I have I don't want it to be the other way around I like it that's awesome. It's not that you're afraid to be vulnerable, but um, or or that you're using it to drive you. It's that um, you want to make your uh, you don't want that to be the cake, and then your CrossFit career to be the icing. You want your CrossFit career to be the cake, and then oh, by the way, here's some candles for you. Yeah, and I think it's getting better, but people still treat you differently when they find out about mental illnesses. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and I just I I want to yeah be known for my CrossFit and then um, eventually uh, I want to help others in that have been through similar things to me. Um, in sa- like I don't, I'm not scared of being vulnerable now. Like I'm not scared of talking about it and people close to me know that, but it's like it's not something that I'm ready to share quite yet. Um. I, I don't know how to explain. I used to ask this question. I, I kind of haven't never asked it the way I'm going to ask you, but I used to ask the question like this. Um, did you have something happen in your past that, that, that you're, that you use to fuel you? So like, and um, you know, like when I've talked to rich, I've heard that some of those stories talked to Matt. I've heard some of those stories, talked to Jason Kleba. I've heard some of those stories and those stories would be like, you know, the story that Jason told was at his high school graduation, his principal in front of the yeah. whole fucking school openly fucking bashed him for not being smart. Yeah, and he said that that so dramatically impacted him that he was like, "Fuck you! I'll show you guys." Mm-hmm. And and you know, and, and and Rich had some deaths in in the family that were with people who was extremely close to. And then there's even uh, Mike Tyson. They said, "Hey, do you want to go to? A, you should go to a shrink and get that fixed." And he said, "No, that's what I. I if, if they fix that, I wouldn't be the killer that I am." And CrossFit is so. Um, you could say uncomfortable, but choose whatever you were, you want intense. There's a, an effort that has to be put in to become who you are, uh, who Ellie Turner is that, um, is it a, before you did CrossFit, is that intensity familiar to you because of your past? Like if I didn't, do you know what I'm saying? Like, are you trying to match some intensity in your daily workout? That was an experience you had somewhere else. Um, I'd say there's definitely been multiple experiences that have shaped where I am today. And I use that 
to move me forward. Um, I don't, I can't think of like a single incident, but like those incidences together have formed like my drive now. Um, and I think like moving forward, like in a workout, like that's, that's something that I'll probably continue to use like to get me to where I want to go. Like, so you let actually you intellectualize and you'll hear a voice talk to you during a workout where you leverage some incident in your life to be like, Hey, I can make it through this. No, not specifically. I think it's more of like the way I am now. Like it's, um, I know that I'm not a quitter. So Mm -hmm. like in a workout, there's, that's just not an option. Like it's not an option to pull back. It's not an option to like not give my all because the experiences that I've been through have like made me into that sort of person. Like I'm now someone that like, I'm just, I'm just grateful to be here and grateful to be like doing what I love that like, this is, I it's my choice to be doing this. And like, I know that I'm going to be giving it my all every single time. Uh, and anything else besides rogue you'll do this year? Rogue down under and then reassess. Do you, do you have any uh, resentments too strong, but frustration with the fact that like you, you come out of Australia and T is there and there's all these other monsters down there. I mean, one of your, you have in, in your young career, one of your greatest achievements has to be coming out of that region. I mean, it's, it's, I would say it's equal to winning an event at the games. It's nuts to be a woman and come out of that region. I mean, it's nuts to be a man and come out of the region, but you guys don't, do you ever get frustrated or can you not even think about that? No, I think I'm grateful to come out of that region. Like it's turned me into such a better athlete to go. I mean, I went up against some of the best athletes in the world at my semifinal. So like once I tackled that, it was like there was, I'd done the hard yards. Like the games was just like another, like that was just a bonus sort of thing. Um, and, you know, you you rise to the competition you're up against, like mm-hmm. knowing that I'm going up against the best. You've got to bring your best in every single workout. So it was like I, I think it brought the best out in me and does to the girls in our region and that what's, that's what makes us so strong and that's what keeps developing like um, – such like great athletes out of the Oceania region. Um, I, it was, I do think uh, it was a little bit like frustrating that we only, we didn't get the spots, the amount of spots that I think we deserved, but obviously that wasn't in my control. Um, but no, I, I, I think we've got, I'm like very lucky to get the opportunity to compete against those girls um and like you want to compete against the best like you don't want to win against people that you know you you can beat you want to compete against girls that are going to challenge you and are going to make you really fight for it so um no I, I think I'm very lucky this this is 2020 you took sixth place this is be, um for those of you who don't know what we're talking about by the way uh Ellie Turner's from Australia Australia has an enormous population of crossfitters there but for some reason they only get to send three female and three male athletes to the crossfit games every year is that correct ellie 
Yeah, it used to be when it was back in like regionals, which like um, was before I started competing. They, I think we still got five spots, um, but ever since going to like the semi-final format, um, yeah, we're back to we're down to three. And this and the- competition that you're showing now, like that was my first major competition. Wow. And, and the problem with that, guys, is um, they have Cara Saunders and Tia Toomey down there. Mm-hmm. And and then and then a super veteran who's also been to the game, Mad, uh, Madeline Sturt. And, and so you, uh, Jamie Green. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jamie Green, right. I mean, you have all women who um, are, are better, who are top 20 finishers at the CrossFit Games. I mean, it's nuts. It's absolutely yeah. uh, frustrating. Um, because it, And it's frustrating because as fans, we want to see all of you. Oh. How do I? Oh, to, switch to yeah, semifinals? semifinals. Okay, change the name. Okay, and then here you come to. Um, is it this one, Torian Pro? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we switch to the girls, boys to girls. Uh, Tia Toomey, Cara Saunders, uh, Ellie Turner, and Madeline Sturt. Man, Madeline uh, was hunting you down. She was. That was close. Very close. Are are you uh, are you tripping here? Like, what's this uh, what's this final event like for you? Um, I remember I was very nervous, but also weirdly calm. Like when I think back to like what was on the line now, I'm like, whoa! Like, I should have been even more nervous than what I was. <laughs> um, I knew obviously it finished with like ten deadlifts like heavy and I knew that Maddie she's like she would have one of the best deadlifts in the females field like in the world like her deadlifts are insane um and I knew I needed to sort of at least like stay close to her um in the rankings um I knew the the row was going to be no problem for me it was just going to be like trying to hold off on the deadlifts and, um, yeah, she got in front of, she beat me in that event. Um, and I, I didn't know if I'd done enough. Um, and it was just like a waiting game until they called my name. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. Wow. You didn't yeah. know. Okay. And, 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 and kind of the good news is what's interesting is here is she, um, she beats you by four seconds, but you beat the person after you, uh, by five seconds, Bailey Rogers. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, okay. Did you see Bailey Rogers while you were doing that? I didn't No. Matt, I muted you just cause there was a crazy hum. I hope yeah, coming from, uh, well, listen, let's see if you can hear it. Hear that. Ah, peace. I think it just happened. Like your AC just turned on. It's 8.53 in the morning in Livermore. Now it's 100 degrees there. Livermore, California. Um, the, um, the sandbag event, uh, when you saw that, uh, were you, were you excited by that? I was, uh, I knew like, Obviously, I like strength events a little bit more than your high skill events. So um, I was nervous because I'd never done like a heavy sandbag and I don't think many of us had probably apart from Danny Spiegel. And um, 
So it was like a little bit nerve-wracking not sort of knowing where people were at and knowing that it could just be like a technique thing that could get in the way of like an event that I needed to capitalise on. Um, whereas if it was just a barbell, you can sort of like, you sort of know who's going to do well and who's not in a way. Um, so yeah, it was a bit nerve wracking, but I was like excited to see like how heavy we could go. Um, when I picked up the first bag, like in the warm up area, I got nervous after that because it felt like really heavy, but then you get out on the floor and the adrenaline kicks in and it's just like... Yeah, game on. I can hear my neighbor yelling at, the, at my dog. <laughs> what did he say? I don't know. I just heard someone knock on a door. Come in, Justin. Oh, no, you're in Squamish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 was, that was, it, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, when you're back there, do you and Justin talk technique at all? Does he tell you like after watching him go, he, he, I mean, he's, he's since spoken that like, you know, he didn't have any special, you know, yeah. just watch some YouTube videos, but did you guys prepare for that one together by any chance? Yeah. I mean, we watched the like videos together, You did okay, um, but I didn't, I don't know whether it was like, because he's got like slightly like he's got longer arms than what I do. So like that technique um, worked a little bit better. I did try it and I didn't like it. I personally couldn't like get the hang of it quite as much as what he could. Um, and so I just went with what I knew at that point. Did that, did that event injure you at all? No, I actually pulled up. I thought my back was going to be sore just because of like the positions that it gets you in, but I actually pulled up really well from it. I saw, I, I would see people throw it up and it like pushing on their neck and shit. And then oh, afterwards yeah. when they were done, they'd be like this. Yeah. No, it did like, it did like your neck was sore, but it wasn't like bad sore, you know? Dang. He really showed up for that one. Yeah. Yep. You, you think you're getting some, um, being with him, you're getting, um, something that can't be that you can't put your finger on from, from, from training with the champ from like unconscious behaviors. Like, you know, like if, like if you had a friend who always did this, that you would start doing this, I think there's ways that he moves or talks or Maybe. thinks or. Yeah. Potentially. I haven't picked up on anything yet, but who knows? Did your diet change? Did your diet change since you're around him? Like you're like, oh, I should really be eating this kind of oatmeal instead of this kind or, oh, wow, he doesn't do bananas. That's weird. If anything, it's probably like, yeah. Yeah, The other way around? Yeah. What if he wouldn't have won this year? Would you have like fucking been Uh, like, oh, my God, that's my fault? Yeah. Seriously? Oh, really? You would have owned a little bit of that. That's what well, I mean. Your shits, your guys' shits, all fucking intertwined and shit. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I'd get to the bottom. You guys are just no. regular people with emotional fucking. You guys are an emotional think, octopus. All. <laughs> I knew it. I think it. like it would. I like if anyone knows us, they know that that wouldn't have been the case. Right. But yeah, I keep think telling yourself it's, that it's always in the back of your head. You're like, well, yeah. I'm the thing that changed. So, Just a small little thing. Yeah. Wow. But it didn't. 
That's like um, th- this is this is gonna be a fucking harsh uh, switch, but that was like uh, when my my wife had a miscarriage. I think she did the rower that morning, not even that hard, and all of a sudden she made that connection. Ah, the rower caused the miscarriage. I was like, nah, rower did not cause the miscarriage. But but mm. but 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 you make that the association um, happens quick. Yeah. Oh, Susie, your audio is better. The AC went off. Yeah, Grace, uh, she turned it off for me. She's a good dude. Yeah. Matt's married. That's nice. For one week. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's an important part. Yeah. For um, um, he just uh, got like married. Agent Daniel Robbins got married yesterday. Oh. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And Did I, you go to? No, I couldn't because I'm stuck. Oh, that's awesome. <sighs> I, that's yeah. awesome. I couldn't go to Matt's wedding either because I had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do it live from the event, but we changed our mind. <laughs> Um, what's, what, are, are there any harsh things? Um, I, I heard that, um, for the hat trick, as you went out onto the floor, um, coach, uh, Nifer, Nifer, Mr. Yeah. Adam Nifer, he said to you, um, uh, set a time. Yeah. Set a time to set the time to like to beat. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Give them a time to beat. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting way to word it, right? He's putting pressure on you, but not, but but still a little ambiguous. Um, uh, do you, is that he's a new coach to you, right? Mm-hmm. How does he know that that's going to work for you? Um, I think he's been around me long enough to know uh, what sort of makes me tick, and. I'm someone that probably is still trying to find my feet in CrossFit and like knowing that I deserve to be out there. Um, And he knew that I could do it. And he, he said to me before, he's like, you can win this event. And he does, he does say that to you. Yeah. And I, I trust him completely. Um, He definitely knows what he's talking about. And so when he said that, I was like, he knows what he's doing. I'm going to attack this. Um, and, yeah, it, I think it just was what I needed to, like, leave nothing out there. Wow, that's some crazy trust. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel what you're saying. It, it's um, So you have a really intense relationship with him also. Like he sets you free. It's like you're the dog and he just – he took your collar off. Like, okay. Yeah. There's no strategy for this one. This is go out there and war. Yeah. And and is that – was that hat trick just a full sprint? Uh, it was. It was just like how fast you could move. Um, it was like – No saving was- energy. No, none of the rounds. There's no saving energy. No. They, like if you would have – if the wheels fell off the bus, they fell off the bus. Yeah, there was four didn't. minutes of rest. Like we knew that we could recover in that time, at least enough to get through the next round. Like you're not going to blow up completely that you can't do a squat. Um, but, yeah, it it was like just go out there. You've got nothing to lose. Um, we both knew that um, I had like I have a very fast squat. So he was like just see what you can do. 
you you hear these um stories of uh the the proven camp being like super duper heavy into machines and you hear stuff like uh um same with Matt 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 was doing a lot of machines is there anything that you see at this camp that you're with I don't even know what I call it camp this at, at Fort Vancouver is there something that's your guys' bread and butter No I think um like we do a pretty good job of making sure that there's nothing that's our bread and butter and that if anything, it's the things that we need to work on the most that we do the most. Um, so he'll, so he'll say to you, um, uh, hi Ellie. Hi, uh, Justin, Justin, um, you're the greatest ever go over there and have a piece of cake. Ellie, start doing handstand walks. <laughs> pretty much. He like knows. He, would, he would, yeah, he would say that as well. That's exactly how you would put it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, have have there have there been any times where he, him, or Justin have said something to you, or like, "Wow, that was a bit heavy-handed." Um, probably. <laughs> Actually, yes. Um, we we're doing hill sprints one day, and we we're walking uh, down the hill to get ready. Um, and Justin was like, oh, Ellie, you're going to smash this because, like, your legs are so powerful. Um, you'll probably, like, beat me. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to beat you, like, whatever. And then Adam turns and goes, yeah, not not this meat wagon. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. So, uh, I mean, he's stuck. got a huge – Justin's got a huge ass too. I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> speaking of meat wagons – but yeah, so like this, I mean, if Justin had said that, I'd probably like turn around and hit him. Right. But uh, <laughs> the the nickname has now stuck. So I'm wow, again. wow. <laughs> it, 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 hey, it's better than muscle hamster. That's true. That's <laughs> that is. That it's is like ten times true. better. I like meat wagon. Yeah, yeah, Mus- yeah. yeah. yeah no, that is true. And had, I wonder if he'd ever used that phrase before. That's incredible. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. How did you do on the hill run? I mean, I did okay, but I didn't beat them. Right. There needs to be an event at the at the CrossFit Games with some insane um, uh, dune. Do you guys have dunes in Australia? You must. Yeah. Yeah. Big there, there, there has to be some insane event someday. Just the biggest pile of sand anyone's ever seen. You make the athletes sprint up it. It would be so yeah. nasty. No. Yeah. Would <laughs> that would be harsh. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you're really, you. You're really thanks are, you're, for having me. Yeah, you're wonderful. I enjoyed every minute. You, maybe good. not every single minute. I did. I enjoyed even the old if, comments. Yeah. It made me. I quickly. I'm such a um, uh, narcissist that I'm like, oh, she rec- She's she's looking at me. She sees that I'm an old man. Like I turn into a positive. <laughs> like that's so cool. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. She actually. She's actually. She knows who she's talking to. Yeah. Um, we'll be in touch. I really appreciate you doing this. I, I really yeah, do. It's, it's, it's only superstars like you who come on and give, uh, Matt and I your time that make the show. Um, and I know that there's a lot of trust involved and you handle yourself with such uh, poise and dignity, mm-hmm. your, your, your family, your boyfriend, uh, your coaches, everyone should be super duper proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Felix Shumsky. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be in touch. I'll try not to Perfect. text you too much. I'll try not to burden you. <laughs> Don't piss off Justin. Yeah. Yes. And and to tell the tell everyone, uh, tell Jesse I said hi. I'd like to get him on the podcast sometime. I will. He'd love okay. that. All right. Okay. Ciao. Bye. Dang. She's awesome. She's cool. Stretch out your back. No, my back's good. I'm. Uh, I'm just. She, she, it, it, she's. She's cool. I'm just. Yeah. Proce- I'm just processing uh, how much she gave us. It, it, it's a. It's a. Uh, it's a great show. She tolerated a lot. Yeah. 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 She and she navigated herself very well. Yeah. She did it was, awesome. It was fun. Um, she's hungry. Yeah. Yeah. You, she's gonna be a rock star in the sport. Yeah, you 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 feel there's the the monster underneath when you're talking to her. You're for like, sure. Yeah, and it's so early in her career, like she doesn't even really want to let it out and discuss it or anything yet. She's like, I don't think she realized, but she's like still like harnessing it. You know, she's like, oh, the story's still being written. I'm still definitely using all this as fuel and the way she pushes herself. I listened to like three interviews that she did before this, and uh, I, I the the most recent one was uh, uh the one with Tommy and. Um, Sean did with her. Oh, with her and Justin. Yeah, with her and Justin. And in every interview, she's even though that was recently. Every interview, I see she's come further. Mm-hmm. She's come further. She's getting reps in. Getting hey, those two. The, the that interview that um, Tommy and Sean are doing with them. Uh, there's two. There, it's in the uh, kitchen at HQ. Well, the old mm-hmm. HQ. I don't know. I, I think. Um, Charlie Doobie's company is now in that spot. That's the guy. Charlie Doobie's the guy who does all the uh, live broadcasts. Okay. But uh, his company does I forget, Nathaniel Rhodes Productions or something. Something Rhodes. Anyway, they're doing that interview in a kitchen and there's two pictures hanging on the wall. And I took both those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Always lurking. <laughs> I know. I'm like, damn. Just little pieces of you everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Just and, everywhere. I, and, I, and I was flattered. I was like, well, that's cool. I, and I, I'm sure, I bet t- t- Tommy and Sean aren't stupid. Like they probably know that. They, so it's, it's cool that they weren't petty and took them down just because. Yeah, yeah. You just saw two like, where it's still nicer, where the pictures used to be in the dirt frame around it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very obvious. Right, that it was taken right. down. Or even, or even worse, I have this, I have this clock of Katrin in my garage. It's yeah, a, it's a, and someone drew. I, I seriously don't know who did it, but someone drew devil horns on it. But I never was going to take the clock down. You know what I mean? It was right. a one-off. It's just like a, like a yeah, just a one-off clock with her picture and and uh, but someone drew devil horns on it, and, and I still just leave it up. I was gonna ask Ellie too if she uh if they if they let their hair down and partied a little bit out in Lodi. I you know oh. I've, only, I've only had a few run-ins with the uh, Maderos, but they seem like they're just a fun group, like just hanging out over there for the summer at the house by the pool, and it would just be like an awesome time. Lodi, Lodi, I should move out there. Every every time I hear someone live somewhere that I where I don't live, I want to move there, like Arkansas. <laughs> uh-huh. ay, 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 ay. People send me the great ethically unjustifiable. Scientists from Harvard and John Hopkins found that the COVID nineteen vaccine is ninety eight times worse than the virus. Someone just sent me that article. 
Sounds like a doozy. People know. Way to my heart. Oh, there's this guy. I'm going to send you his contact information. He is from um, – it's Brendan from CrossFit uh, Mecklenburg in Charlotte, North Carolina. He sounds like a cool dude. I'm going to send you his contact, and uh, maybe we can invite him on for one yeah. of the affiliate shows. Shoot him on in about – Oh, very sorry, soon here. Oh, I was going to say just, yeah, send it all over because very soon here I get on an airplane to Spain. Oh, yeah. Like today or tomorrow? Like I already should have probably been off here about 10 minutes ago. Oh, shit. Okay. I just uh, what, got a few one... things to get ready, but check this out. We got invited to the next party. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, and awesome. and, I, and I, you guys invited me to the last party, and I apologize. I couldn't make it. I forget what you I was were doing. In, you were in Newport. You I were was brushing town. my teeth or something. <laughs> Um, what is, what was the name of that gym that brought her the bike in Australia? Wreck? Wreck. R, but I tried to find it. R- is anyone gym and CrossFit? I looked it up and nothing popped up that matched what you were saying. Hey, Victor, I saw your, if anyone knows that gym that brought her the bike, can you send me their Instagram? I would like to have them on. I want, I want to know why that they did that. Uh, Victor Brown, I saw that you said that you didn't believe that I, you called bullshit. I will. The heaviest dumbbell I own now is a 50 pound dumbbell. I think I've posted some videos of me like snatching it 20 times, but I will now order to when we get off from Amazon, a 70 pound dumbbell and I will work my way up to getting my hands on a hundred pounder. I appreciate I accept the challenge. Challenge accepted. Accept the challenge. It's crazy when you drop a hundred pound dumbbell. They look like cartoons, like cartoon just dumbbells. Like, and just the bounces and shit they start doing and just like, yeah yeah victor <laughs> victor look at look at victor's in his favorite position on his hands and knees <laughs> victor oh, victor yeah, who's yeah. standing behind you in that photo you don't want to know victor <laughs> there you go all right uh dear bill and katie thank you thank you <laughs> dear bill and katie <clears throat> Oh shit, I'm in big trouble now. I am in big trouble. Okay, fine. You want to fucking fight or what? There he is. There he is. There's my guy. There's my guy. (laughs) What's up, brother? That was a Murph photo. If you'd like to know. (laughs) That was me doing push ups and Murph, pal. Hey, is this your real voice? Yeah. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, Souza. Yeah. Congrats, man. Where are you going in Spain? Thank you. I'm going to Barcelona for five days, and I'm headed to Rome for another five. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. When you're in Rome, have a little cacio e pepe, you know? Get I on will. the street, find a little cafe, do a little bit of that. Awesome. Victor, you get you're, in Barcelona, Victor are you in a witness uh, fucking protection yeah. program? How the fuck? Is that your real voice <laughs> we're hearing? No, I'm just talking to you. Like, oh, you good. Because it's scaring the shit out of me. If I'd have known you had that accent, I would have never been talking shit about you. <laughs> Did we lose him? Did we lose you, Victor? Oh, shit. What's going on here? We lost you. Victor, hi. Hello. Damn it. Uh, he was giving me some advice in Barcelona, too. All right. Uh, Victor, thanks for calling. Guys, thanks for the show. Tonight, we have not heard back from Daniel Brandon yet. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Uh, get your Get your calls... Get your calls ready to speak to Danielle Brandon tonight because uh, you can ask her any question. Does she 
did like what's the best way to talk to a girl how do you approach someone in your crossfit gym yes. would she date a guy that's uh, weaker than her um, yes. does she prefer a wild does she do this hair on the balls bother her uh what should if you have you have questions about your wife your wife's not being the wife that you want her to be like you can ask daniel brandon will be here and i'll be here to She's answer we're the two most experienced people in the world when it comes to relationships and you'll have us both on the same call victor hi sorry i don't know what happened no no it, we cut off I okay. don't want to keep you guys. I know you guys got to jump. Hey, it was a good trip, man. Have a good time. You guys always do great interviews, man. Take Thanks, it brother. Easy, guys. Thank yeah, you, Call brother. anytime. You have the most beautiful voice of any mobster I've ever heard. Anytime. Get back. All right. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Victor. Uh, guys, we will see you this evening. Um, I will check in and start. Even if uh, Danielle doesn't show up, uh, I'll, I'll come on and say hi. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be absolutely unbelievable for anyone with an IQ over 50. We have Scott Sheron. He is a physician, um, and he is the one of the foremost experts on uh, hyperbaric chambers. It's going to be a great show. All right. Bye-bye.